0: My next guest is a geologist, an explorer, and a wildcatter. She is the first woman to ever receive the Norman Foster Outstanding Explorer Award in recognition of her outstanding achievement in exploration of petroleum. Please welcome the Chairwoman of BE, Susan Morris. Susan, how's it going?
1: Uh, great, Rodolfo. Very good indeed. Beautiful day here in Denver.
0: Oh, good. Good to hear. A beautiful day here also in Houston. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on to the podcast, Susan. I really appreciate it.
1: Not at all. It sounds as if you are reaching out to the just to the, the people who need to hear about all those choices.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, thank you. And let's get right into it. So, okay. What do you do?
1: I suppose from a professional label, I'd be called a geologist. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm from Belfast and um, that's in Ireland. And it was the last thing that anybody thought of. We were in the middle of a war in Belfast when I was growing up. And so it was very sort of conservative too. It was a stupid war about bigotry between Catholics and Protestants. And eventually it's really, uh, the, those various opinions and, and mindsets got dropped and it's actually got an awful lot better. But there was an old fashioned way when I was growing up that a girl became really a, a wife and and really didn't need to you know go into a career. And so when my, especially my father, heard that I want to be a geologist, I don't think he even knew what it was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, so, so what is it? So what is a geologist?
1: Well, uh, it's actually somebody who in essence studies the planet. Jokingly, we're called rockheads. (laughs) <laughs> uh, or rock hounds, but it's fascinating. Uh, when I was a little girl, we used to go for family sort of picnics. Um, you know, we'd bring a few sandwiches and granny and things like that and go out to the coast for a swim and I'd play on the rocks. And when I eventually heard that this could be a real job, I thought, oh, goodness gracious, I could be outside. It could be sort of fun. And so... I uh, applied to go to university to study it. And I shocked the daylights out of everybody, including myself, by getting in. Mm. Uh, Now, what I really loved about university, I went to Trinity in, in Dublin, was the field trips, because that's experiential learning. It allows you to actually hold the rock, to go and look at the bits. And then, and this is a critical one, it keeps your imagination open because geology is an inexact science. You've got to join the dots, like one of those old fashioned dot pictures where you join the dots, but you've got to make up, use your imagination of what's going on underneath the earth. So the better the imagination, which is really a mixture of arts and sciences and creativity, the better you'll do at it.
0: Okay. All right. And so you never heard about it before. You get into it. Your parents didn't even know about it. Your father didn't even know about it. You get into geology and being a geologist. And now, how do you now mix that with other things that you have done, like being an explorer and a deal maker?
1: <laughs> well, I have been one and I would highly recommend people go for it. One thing my dad did tell me was, he said, always just have a go at it. Ask yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? And then jump. And that was great, very basic, good advice. You know, don't be held back by your own thoughts, your own worries, your own fears. And so I did have a go, but as you know, he was shocked that it was a geology. And then I had a go for applying for a job in America. And... I got it and again shocked everybody. <laughs> and, uh, and off I headed to America and, and I'd read about the Americans being entrepreneurs. So I thought I'd better learn about what that thing is. And so I read about it and decided I was going to be one because when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, within three years, I'd set up my own company. I couldn't think of a name, so I just called it. Les Morrison Associates, my own name, because <laughs> I thought there'd be a few more people joining. Um, and, you know, if you have that sort of attitude and in a way, listen to life's nudges, and I call them nudges from the big boss, you couldn't be in better hands. And so that's how I started. Now, what took me into being probably what would be a, quite a famous Explorer now, and I'll go into that a bit later. But during those first years in America, I got a phone call from a British, very proper Englishman who was down in what he thought it was British Honduras. It had actually just changed its name to Belize.
2: Hmm.
1: And he said, is there any oil there? <laughs> uh, that's a very, that was supposed to be a proper English accent. <laughs> and I said, Well, where are you, Ian? And he said, Oh, I'm in Bridgerham Doros, but I think they've just changed their name and they had just gone independent. Mm. And I ran out to the library here, and it was actually before computers had really taken over the whole thing. And I spoke to a real human lady librarian and I told her what I needed, and she was superb. And I quickly got to dive right into the information and thought there is oil in Belize because it's in Mexico, it's in Guatemala. And then one of the things I'd learned at university was plate tectonics, how the earth moves around and faults and fractures like the San Andreas. Mm -hmm. And Cuba was stuck to Belize. And I thought, goodness gracious, Cuba's got some oil too. It's got to be there, but there were 50 dry holes. So everybody said there was no oil in Belize. Mm -hmm. However, Ian said, come on down. I was footloose and fancy free. Mm -hmm. uh, And I nipped down on the plane. And this is a big thing that happened next. I fell in love with the people. Mm. And that really touched my heart and brought the magnitude of purpose, Mm -hmm. which I think I hadn't felt it to that degree. And I could see the life in those brown eyes. Yeah. I could see the, the closeness to, you know, I, suppose I would suppose almost said the t- closeness to the spirit shining out through their eyes. So it was a love affair with a whole country. And I was young and full of adventure. And so in and I applied for a license in Belize. Now, nothing worked out except it was the beginning of my love affair with Belize. And I knew, especially when I met Mike Usher, who was a local Belizean, but let met him in Denver, and he was with a big company called CGG, a big geophysical company around the world, and he had left Belize, but he wanted to go back and make a difference. And here, our paths crossed, I had fallen in love with his country, I wanted to go and make a difference. And we both knew in our hearts that there was oil, but we knew it had to be done with and for the people, holistically. Mm -hmm. with the vegetation, with the jungle, with the reef, with and in the essence of the people of the country. So we set off on our journey together. A very unlikely pair. I'm small and sort of red-faced and quite Irish. Not unlike a leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) Mike was tall, a great basketball player, and he used to be called the Gentle Giant. Mm -hmm. And his family would have hailed originally from Africa, he would have been known as Creole in Belize mm-hmm. and his mom would have some Mayan. So he was a mix of Mayan and English and African. So, and I was Scottish and Irish, <laughs> but we, we tried for 15 years. We tried everything, but I'd say the momentum and passion within ourselves kept us going. But it wasn't until, and this is a critical thing for all your listeners, it wasn't until we got to know the workings of our own mind, that we were able to align our full mind. It's really called your conscious and your unconscious. Align it up. And that allows you to understand the mechanism and the doorway into that spirit or passion or whatever you want to call it. But that alignment and clarity of vision is critical to success. But it's success in the business of living, by the way. Yes. When we got back from the Aduco, we we went to the Aduco seminars, it's it's spelled, it's from the Latin word to educate, it's E-D-U-C-O. When we got back from that, it was only two weeks, as opposed to my four years at university. And it was actually more important than my university, far more important. And it's the missing link in today's education. It's sort of like you're given a car, that's your body, but you're not given the key. So you don't really know how to work it. Right. and that's what the mind is like. We're given this body, mind, and spirit, but we haven't actually been given the key to its working at its best performance, its full human potential. So when we realized that, we immediately went back to Belize, started Belize Natural Energy, but we saw the people of Belize rejoicing in our mind's eye before we'd even brought the rig in. And so that was the certainty of that alignment. And these are critical steps, I would tell all your listeners. It's we've all got that capacity within us. It just gets covered up by inadvertently, sometimes parents, teachers, and quite often society like mine saying you should be a wife, you don't need a career, or you can't be a geologist, or there's no oil in Belize. All these negative mindsets are not... (laughs) They're not true, mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> they're just not true. Mm-hmm. The essence of our energy, and I suspect people will hear it coming out of me because it's actually the energy behind the energy business is that creativity, that innovation that brings like insights to Albert Einstein, who was the most yeah. famous scientist in the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so even if some people are listening and they're going, what's this about? Look up Albert Einstein and his letters to his daughter, which he asked her to keep until basically humanity was ready. And they are a wonderful set of letters explaining that it is the essence, our true nature, the God part within us that really brings forward innovations, inventions, ideas, and propels humanity forward in evolution. But we've been held back because we have been missing this golden key.
0: Mm. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Definitely makes sense, and that's great. Uh, I love hearing that, and and it's so amazing because you you basically Belize has no infrastructure or skilled oil industry there. You mentioned the fifty dry holes, with all the negative things that you're hearing from people. But your study in plate tectonics and what you believed there fifteen years, and you mentioned those two weeks at uh, I believe you said Oduco. Yeah. And, and now you, you're you the number one revenue generator in Belize, an award-winning company. That's just amazing. Can you kind of talk about that now? The so, you know the 50 dry holes, and I believe at one point you had enough income for two wells, and that first well <laughs> was just I, a success?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, uh, nobody, I tried 40 oil companies. I even walked out one of them crying, you know, girls aren't, especially girls scientists aren't meant to cry, mm. but I burst out crying. Um, and <laughs> Uh, just because I, f- I thought, this is terrible. Nobody believes me. <laughs> but we went back to Ireland. Uh, Mike and myself and a group of us went back to Ireland and 76 little Irish investors put their money in. And they, they'd never invested in anything, let alone a wildcat, which is a high-risk oil well. Right. But they had gone to the same Aduco course as us. So they knew the power of our belief and they knew the importance of our our vision to make a difference in a country not to get oil to make ourselves wealthy but to bring and transform an entire country you see rodolph it's actually not the oil is an example of what our capacity and connect with with nature is but it's it's the step before it is what is this capacity it's the oil within ourselves it's that energy now if there was something more exciting than actually hitting that oil in the Mike Usher number one, it was actually winning an award for bringing that empowerment to the people of Belize. Mm-hmm. And that is a whole country from the ground up. But before I even go into that award, which is, was very exciting and given to us in London, I want to tell you a little bit more about Mike, because Mike was Mike and I were like soulmates. His wife is now on the board of Belize Natural Energy, but we met and came together when everybody didn't believe us, Mm. except these 76 little Irish investors. But Mike died suddenly. Mm. He was far too young, he was in his early 50s, and he died of, actually it was a burst hernia, so he shouldn't have. However, I was even more determined to go on, and we named the first well after him, the Mike Usher number one, in honor of his vision and love. And we started to drill in June, 2005. And on the 24th of June, 2005, we hit in the very first well, the Mike Usher number one, the first oil ever in Belize. It was so good, it was nearly a thousand barrels. Oh,
0: wow.
2: King
1: gushing out. And I can see Mike laughing because it, we called it the Mike Usher gusher. <laughs> and we were so excited. It was like all of our birthdays all at once. And the oil is so light. It's called 40 degree gravity oil that it goes into the generators and still does without refining. Wow. Which is very lucky because we don't have a refinery. Because oh. there's, there's no history. But this next thing, and I was telling the retired president off shell this. And he held on to his desk when he heard these words. I said about four days later, we realized that Mike had passed away as a young man on the exact date, the 24th of June, 2004, one year later. So it was just mind boggling. Everybody was stopped in their tracks. And it was like we'd been hit over our head with a big plank saying now do you know what this life's about it's it's actually this alignment this oneness with mm-hmm. the essence and spirit of ourselves and i'm not talking religion because remember i'm from belfast i'm talking the absolute energy force source on I was going to say on this planet, but it's probably the universe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So with that lineup on the anniversary of Mike's death, in the very well named after him, we produced the first oil in Belize in record time. Belizeans came out of the woodwork and they wanted to all help. We got the oil out to the coast because there was no infrastructure and we sold it on the open markets. And it was about the time when the oil price was going way, way up. And so we were able to build out probably about 40 miles of underground pipeline, fix roads, build a whole company of over, at some stages, we were over 300 people. And we had to train everybody because nobody had any, any experience in the energy business at all. Right. What was our saving grace? Because when that happens, many people think, well, how could we do that? We've never been a driller of an oil well. We've never been an accountant or been a, you know what I mean? There's yep. there's so many doubts and fears. And that's why I'd say nearly everybody, the majority of the people in Belize Natural Energy, our company, have also been to the Educo seminar. Mm. Because it allows them to set aside those fears and doubts and be the being. They were born to be
0: oh that that's an amazing story and especially seeing yeah. that on his anniversary the mike usher gusher well <laughs> <laughs> the it's amazing to hear that now now just can we talk a little bit about the life cycle of that so how does that work you talked about getting the investors obtaining the lease i guess you got to get permissions your geological surveys and then all the way up to selling in the open markets, how, how does that all work?
1: Well uh, you've actually given the chain in a very you know very simple but perfect way. Um, we've been doing it for now well that's 15 years is it yeah, 15 years nearly not quite and we've been the number one revenue generator in the country. But what is even more precious? Because the oil has a life cycle. The oil actually in a field can hit, I think we hit 5,000 barrels a day, but we're down below 1,000. Now, what really everybody, for instance, the Mexican ambassador from Mexico to Belize brought a delegation in, in December, into us at BNE in Belize. And the delegation consisted of the ambassadors from fifteen different countries, as far away as Japan, China, Venezuela, Cuba, United States. He wanted to show everybody this new business model, which is about the people. It's about the people in a country. It's about the transformation and empowerment of of the human spirit, let's say. And so Ambassador Carlos was absolutely brilliant and what we've realized is there are so many more people wanting to come and see this working model a bit like what you're doing you're you're wanting to be able to bring this voice this message to everybody listening saying you've got it in it too you've Mm -hmm. you've got this spirit in you you can actually do anything you know so and these ambassadors were representing their countries now we've since gone into the covid shut-in, and so What we're doing on the 18th of this month, we've got a very special keynote panel we're presenting to Latin America and the Caribbean because people can't come to Belize at the moment. Belize is actually shut in until probably the end of September. So we're going to bring the model in a panel discussion to as many leaders and people and students and ministry, everybody, so that they too can understand firstly, their own potential, and then secondly, really have a vision for their whole community or even their whole country.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. And it's good to hear all that you and the company has done for Belize. You know, the investing in schools, the community projects, and the infrastructure, all that you've done, it's it's really good to hear. Well, you
2: know,
1: Rodolfo, I've got to add one thing to that. There's so many, and I get so excited, but through the Educo gym, because the gym is a wonderful way for you to take, get a first understanding of the capacity of your mind right then and there by lifting a weight you never thought you could lift, for instance, and be being able to focus with such deep attention. It's like what people in sports often call a flow moment or in the zone. Now I'm not talking about those moments when Pele would, you know, get a goal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about understanding the mechanism within our mind to know that that is our birthright. Uh, and so that's the information. For instance, the chief of police of Belize came to me and said, came to Albert Garcia, who was head of our gyms and the uh, the trust. And he came to both of us and he said, I know I've read about You've got the mind. The mind is behind the discovery, et cetera, Behind B behind BNE. He said, I want to understand the criminal mind to try and prevent it, to try and see if we can understand that mindset so that it does not happen. Mm-hmm. He went along to the same Aduco seminar and came back and immediately that first week got his police cadets in the capital city of El-Mapan. And that year he reduced crime by 52%. So we're not just talking about oil. For instance, there's a little Mayan girl that pops into mind right now, Elsia Pop. And she's way down in southern Belize, in the jungles. Um, she was taken under the wing of Energy for Life. It's a group of our employees in B&E. And to help, the, especially the young people who, you know, maybe there's a history of getting married at 13, you know, in some of the Mayan communities, etc., And they took Elsie under their wing and here didn't she, wasn't she fascinated by making necklaces and crafts and things like this. And not only was she fascinated for herself, but she wanted to teach her other Mayan girlfriends. And the word got all the way back through the Commonwealth to London, to the two princes, Princess Diana's two sons. And she applied for and won the Princess Diana Legacy Award for for not only being an entrepreneur, but for for sharing. And she too has been to the Aduco seminar and Buckingham Palace to receive the award. And there's a fantastic photograph of her and the two princes. So, I mean, and she's only 19 right now. I mean, I'm just trying to pick out examples. It's across the board, but examples of Belizeans. But it's it can be anybody, right. it is everybody. I'm just particularly drawn to, and you and I are having this chat about Belize, but it came to a head when we won the Get Energy Global Educational Award. And we were competing against 50 countries, including the United States, Malaysia, all the big ones, Canada, the UK, etc. And all the various representatives were to meet in London to hear who had won this prestigious award. And at eight o'clock on the 15th of October, 2017, they announced Belize. And I think some countries have never even heard of us. (laughs) Uh, You know, because we're in Central America, and we, you know, whatever. But Mm -hmm. we won the award. And since Mm -hmm. then we've been inundated with requests to talk, to share. And we want to share the model because it is Mm -hmm. to be shared with everybody because it's everybody's birthright and everybody's potential. And just add one last thing there, the United Arab Emirates, thanks to one of our directors, Josh Stewart, who again attended the seminar and his vision was in aviation. And he developed the most amazing private aviation company called XJet and went to live in Dubai. And he met the leaders, I think probably through the whole aviation uh, facet. And they were absolutely blown away by this business, the EduCo business model. And they said, well, it's all very well working for you, but are there other examples? And here didn't they come to Belize and incognito have a look at the whole workings of B&E and the oil business and how it was transforming the country. And we formed a big joint venture across the globe between the Emirates and B&E and Belize.
2: Hmm.
1: So it's on a roll
0: yeah, I love it. You know, it's just that mindset and uh, the importance of believing in yourself. Yeah. And, and you talked about the award the companies won, but also you won the Foster Outstanding Explorer Award recognized for your distinguished and outstanding achievement in exploration. So can you talk a little bit about that and your feelings when you found out that you were the recipient of the award?
1: You know... Uh, Norman Foster was a famous old geologist here in the Rocky Mountain region. And I had the honor of being able to meet him before he passed. And I, luckily enough, I met his wife and daughter and I didn't know I was the first woman, first girl, as I say, to ever win the award. It had always been men because there's mainly men in the profession. And I phoned them and I just, I think we all burst out crying because it was so emotional because they knew about my work in Belize. And that it was more than just about finding oil. It was more about, it sounds cliché, but making a difference in the world. You know what I mean? Yep. And I went to a big lunch with them where they told the people about the importance of this award to them as a family. And that, I think, was even more important. And yes, it was terribly prestigious for me to go to the American Association of Petroleum Geologists' big convention. It was in Salt Lake City. Was it last year? Yep and receive such an award and hear those accolades Uh, but i've got to say even more even more exciting is to see a whole country on the move Mm.
0: yes (laughs) wow wow that's so great knowing that you have impacted a whole country (laughs) not just the the award that you won for yourself, but just the the impact that the company has for the whole country.
1: Yeah, you know, I think we've all got it in us. I think we're born, and here's a good word picture for you, we're born as cells in the body of God. In other words, we've got our individual paths, but we're together in this journey.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's what's, I suppose what really motivates me, it's now beyond Belize because Belize is now a shining example for other countries right. to be able to share this understanding of the, let's just say, the missing golden key to how we actually work ourselves. Yeah. So it starts with us, but it's about everybody.
0: All right. Now, with that, can you talk about what a typical day of yours looks like? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I'm a granny now, you see, so one of my highlights would be with my granddaughter.
2: Uh, Nice.
1: (laughs) And I probably should think of a proper typical day, but I'm just going to tell you, I'm in my little office because I haven't been to Belize for a while, but I'm on the phone probably every third day with them, Mm -hmm. and we're planning this big virtual tour now, but I might start off early, maybe 5.30 in the morning, 6 o'clock, I go outside with my two doggies and breathe in the air. Mm-hmm. And sort of, in a way, it wouldn't be a conscious prayer, but it would be a, oh, wow, you know, we're mm-hmm. alive. <laughs> and I, I must say the dogs, I think they help me too because they're so in the moment. Yeah. You know, their ears will prick up and you'll, my ears will prick up. In other words, being present is so key and really understanding and, and lying our senses, whether it be visual, kinesthetic, auditory, taste, smell, all to bring us into that very moment. And that's the center of ourselves. So I would try of start the day off that way. And it doesn't take very much time. It's almost like a precious moment. But even as we're talking, I'm looking out my window at the sun, dappled sun coming through the trees. And it, it's a reminder of what life is about. Then I might get on to Ireland or, or Europe because they're seven hours ahead of me. Or I might even try, well, Australia, I was on a podcast with Indonesia and Africa, a a lovely chap from Togo. Um, In fact, doing quite a similar thing to you, Rodolfo, wanting to bring this understanding that that spirit's in everybody and let it out, let it free, let it rip, as we'd say. Mm. And then my granddaughter might come and visit me and, and I've got a big exercise machine and she and I might take it in turns, one on the bike and one on the machine. And then nip in and have well we had actually, we had a good breakfast. We had sausages and bacon this morning, which was not typical. It was a Saturday morning. And then her mummy, my daughter, has just come to take her away to the playground for a picnic, and I'm speaking to you. Now, this would be a very typical day, because I really enjoy Rodolfo, somebody like yourself with the curiosity representing. Whole group of people that you want to get to, if you know what I mean.
2: Yes. And
1: so I see us as a team together reaching out with our combined energies to share this.
2: Yeah.
1: And that gives me, oh, I mean, my energy, I can hardly sit on my seat. It's so jumping around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and actually, after this, I may very well go for a lovely swim. Mm-hmm. And delight in that energy further. I will get on to conference calls and I'll plan various things. One of them is actually going to make a huge difference here in the United States. And I can't talk, we're in its infancy right now, but it's really about carbon capture, sequestration, and how we need really the energy within ourselves to bring forward these ideas, not divide and polarize, whether it be fossil versus green, but to come together and say, how do we do it in balance for humanity, for the environment?
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that would be something I would dwell on, write on, talk about and and take action on. There's a key one. Take action. Don't just have ideas. Right. Take action. But listen to that little voice of goodness inside everybody, that little peace of God inside everybody that wants us all to be, really be that being we were born to be in brilliance.
0: Yep. Okay. And now being a geologist, an explorer, a wildcat ordeal maker, can you talk about, I know you discussed believing in yourself, you're being very proactive, that go-getter spirit, and just the knowledge of platonics and geology, but can you talk about skill sets and characteristics that you believe are most important to be successful in your line of business?
2: Um,
1: Well, there's some, some sort of down to earth ones like always go the extra mile. Mm -hmm. Like we have key performance indicators at the company and the red means you're really not doing well at all. And you got to come and speak to us. Basically the, Orange is you're clocking in your time, you're doing your job. But the green is the extraness that we all have in us. And it's for life. It's It will allow your day to go happier. The company or whoever you're around to be together. And I would always encourage everybody to do that extraness. But no matter what it is, whether you're making your breakfast or planning to drill an oil well, or or just taking those moments to extra appreciate that life around. So that's a big one. Somebody might call it a work ethic, but it's more than that. It's beyond the work ethic into the extra capacity within ourselves. Mm. Really develop your senses. Even do things like really, really watch a hummingbird putting its little beak into those flowers Mm -hmm. and just allow yourself to be amazed and even mesmerized and drawn in. And you'll find you can almost be at one with that hummingbird and your energies merge because from a scientific point of view, molecularly, we're all one as well, by the way, but to actually focus your attention so deep that you don't even realize you're paying attention. Dr. Tony Quinn, he's the, the originator of the Aduco seminar, he has actually called it unconscious attention. And that is a key doorway into that full capacity of our entire open mind and our true nature. Mm. So those are some of the things I would say, you know, always do unto others what you really want done unto yourself. You know what I mean? And more and even add the extraness onto that one. Um, Wow. Be kind, love, unconditionally love, and feel it. Feel it, hear it, see it, and and allow yourself to be drawn in by it. And I don't mean lust, by the way. I mean the love I felt for that whole country way, way back, nearly 38 years ago, that that catapulted me into a path, a trajectory, that who would have ever thought a wee girl from Belfast from the (laughs) middle of a war would end up doing that? yeah yeah i'm sure i've missed out some things but uh i think that's those are pretty good ones there
0: yes they are yes all right and then so can you talk about what you love about what you do
1: (laughs) i love the fact that i love it
2: (laughs) (laughs) i like
0: that
1: (laughs) i think maybe that's one of the best ones and why do I love it? Because it's it's all these facets I'm talking about. It includes everybody. It's mm-hmm. all inclusive. It's about oneness and unity, not division, not yeah. polarization, not bigotry of any type, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not even about male versus female, black versus white, Catholic versus Protestant or whatever. Those are things that are set to Divide us
2: mm-hmm.
1: do not get sucked in by any of them, really that oneness that we were born in. we have one common denominator in all of us, and that is our human spirit
0: mm.
1: and mm. that's that is huge and I love that
0: <laughs> now now what about on the flip side though what what type of challenges or obstacles are out there for you
2: Oh.
1: And in fact, they want to do movies about this one. We, the company, had two nasty hostile takeover attempts. I mean, Mm -hmm. like stuff out of movies. And I had protection around my house for my children and things. But, you know, even through that, I knew the light was protecting me. And I knew that the others, some of the key people in the company, were absolutely came to uh, the courts. And we, we actually had to fight it through court but I always knew I always had that certainty about the light and the life's force winning out. And these people would not have been used to not winning. And they didn't win.
0: Mm. (laughs) 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 Like that. All right. And now, can you talk about any most memorable moments that you've had in your career?
1: Oh, um, I think the one that popped to mind when you just asked me was when they actually called out the name Belize mm-hmm. has won the Get Energy Educational Award, mm-hmm. because it was filled with country leaders, this big, big banquet hall. And I could see the shock on their faces <laughs> as I levitated up through the crowds onto the, onto the big stage. And I grabbed the director, I think she was the director. It was a lady director of oil from Ghana, I think. And I grabbed her and I practically lifted her in the air. I was <laughs> so happy. And I was happy for, for the people of the world, actually for everybody in that room as well. Yeah. Because I knew that the Educo educational model at the core of our company, and the whole reason for the holistic success, holistic, sustainable, whatever word you want to use, success, was being recognized globally here. Right. And it was the next level propulsion out into the global atmosphere. And it was even more exciting than the oil. And I didn't even think that could be beaten.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you might even say to me, what about your children? This is for my children. Right. I don't want them growing up in a world of division and war and hatred and fighting. This is all for my children. Right. So, I'm not leaving them out.
0: <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> All right. No, that was great. I can imagine uh, your feeling when you found out that the country of Belize has won.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So we are at the end of this interview, Susan. I want to ask you some quick hitter questions for fun, just for people to get to know you a little bit better. But before I do that, is there anything else that you would like to discuss or anything you think I might have left off asking you? Well,
1: I think one of the things because we've touched on some of these key elements and the highlights, and I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I would encourage everybody to go into www.educoeducoworld.com, And there's the, the, the brochures online and even go into some of the interviews. And there's other interviews on Facebook Live under Aduco Gym. And go in and even there's a relaxation meditation. Try out some of those, they're all free just get a feel for that true nature of yourself and when you relax you'll find your worries your thoughts your diet are set down and that life force within you comes up so that's what i would say do that and also you can make my email susan at dot com, available and if people want to talk to you more about this it is for everybody rodolfo and it's much much needed
0: Great. No, it definitely is. Thank you for that. So, all right, let's get to these quick hitter questions.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: All right. So first one, what's your favorite sports team? Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: the only one I can think about right now is the Broncos.
0: Okay. In Denver. Yep. Denver yeah. Broncos. All right. Favorite movie or show? Invictus. Yeah. That's a good one. one. Uh huh. <laughs> favorite musical artist or group?
1: oh um you know what pops into mind is uh the beatles because ah. of my era and the words the poetry in their words and also you too i think bono is really trying to make a difference Oh yeah. i'd love to meet him and be able to give him this golden key because i think this plus his desire would be a tremendous help to a lot of the world
0: yes yeah definitely all right favorite vacation spot Belize. Yeah, I figured you are going to (laughs) say (laughs) that. And last, favorite food or drink?
1: Oh, my favorite food. I think it might be, I shouldn't really say this, French fries. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Ireland is potatoes. And so it's Mm. potatoes. (laughs) Makes sense. But anyway, I may as well be truthful.
0: Okay. (laughs) So, Susan, this has been great. I love hearing from you, hearing just your stories and how you're so so much of a go-getter. I love your passion, your love of nature, and you talking about the holistic business model. Thank you so much. This has been great. Thanks for coming on to the podcast.
1: It's been my utter pleasure. And thank you so much, Rodolfo and Amber for recommending me on this. And I have a funny feeling we should end by saying, to be continued.
0: Yeah, it's correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Amber. <laughs> and also, once again, can you give the website and your email address?
1: Yes, it's www.educo. That's e d u c o world w o r l d dot com. There's also educo educo gym g y m, and that's on Facebook Live. And best email for me is Susan s u s a n at susan s u s a n morris m o r r i c e
0: .com great thanks a lot susan
1: oh i've one more yep at B Z. great and go into some of the videos there is the coolest video made by our drillers and then there's everybody at bne dancing to the happiness song
0: <laughs> so definitely check that out doubt,
1: yeah check it all out guys because it sounds so fantastic it's not you know you, you might be saying is this really true check it out
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely gonna do that so thanks again i appreciate it and have a good one
1: same to you rodolph i look forward to meeting you someday soon
0: yes definitely all the bye. best bye thank you everyone if you have any comments or questions or would like to be on the podcast please reach out to me on instagram at Rodolfo Cooper. Thank you. Bye.